In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me in the studio tonight, Eric the Artist. Resistance is useless. I have with me, Austin the Numpty. Join the dark side. I have with me, Gary the Stud. I'm Scott Lang. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I am Bob Christman, your host. I need to explain that last one. Yeah, My son, we asked him who played Ant-Man, and his response was... Scott Lang, because that's the character name. I didn't know the actor yeah, name. Okay. Yeah, my son's still learning you can actors' take names. My geek card. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's officially lost his geek card for the night tonight. So we have a lot to talk about tonight because it's like New Year Comic Con weekend and like, and it's only Friday. We haven't even hit Saturday oh, yeah. yet, and you the, know all that information. The next, gonna, the next podcast will have tons within of twenty four hours from now. It will have a ton of information. Plus. Star Wars Resistance comes out this yes. Sunday, which, by the way, of course, we are going to review. watch and review. It's what we do. <laughs> what about the new Clone Wars season that was supposed to come out? Uh, that's going to come out later. Isn't that in uh, December or something? Yeah, it's going to come out in December. I think what's going to happen is going to have, like they usually do, they'll do probably 10 episodes of whatever TV show they've got going currently, which is Resistance. They'll normally have that break. I think during that break is when the Clone Wars ghost ah. season or whatever you want to call it is going to come out. So tonight we're going to cover... Several things. We're going to cover the Aquaman official extended trailer got released. We're going to talk about Chris Evans's news tonight. We're going to talk about some, well, some artwork coming out of the Hellboy front. And then there's all sorts of Star Wars stuff to talk about. Something about Kathleen Kennedy. A little bit of something about John Favreau. And, of course, some images that hit the internet that made my world go spinning round and round. Yay. Baby right round. <laughs> like a record player. Right, round, round, round. Are we done? Okay. I had to do the whole thing. Okay, so we're going to first talk about the Aquaman extended trailer. This is a supposedly big deal. 
in the the world because like my I don't know about your guys's feed but mine came to almost a complete halt when I when this hit uh you know the internet's interwebs um what do you guys think about the extended trailer what do you, what are your thoughts on what we saw cuz we all watched I think f- all the way through for the first time tonight yes thoughts <clears throat> Sup- I haven't been very interested in this movie up to this point and this trailer caught my attention okay I also didn't realize I was watching Nicole Kidman that whole time. Isn't that bad? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Well, I, I, she definitely looks a lot different in the, in the trailer for sure. Oh, eh? She's pregnant. Well, okay. But her hair is a lot more white than I would have been used to for Nicole Kidman and whatnot. But, you know, I, there's some cool shots in the trailer. Like, there's that shot. My son loved that one shot we just watched, which had the water with the yeah. WB and the DC. But that's just... Well, the graphics just look awesome. Yeah, special effects. I'm so, so when the tra- we, we started the trailer, <clears throat> we right. saw that it was five minutes long. I thought, right. oh, God, they're going to ruin the movie. They'll right. give away way too much. They were smart with this trailer, and I haven't seen this done a lot. They showed an extended section of an action sequence. Right. And that probably took up a good quarter of the trailer. Right. And, if not a little more. And that was really neat because it's just, it's getting you interested in the action and how good the quality of the action is right. and the visuals without giving away too much too story. Much the plot line, yeah. I kind of like that approach of saying, hey, here's a small snippet of the coolness in the movie. What do you think? You know, I liked that. So what, you know, part of me is like, okay, we know Black Manta is the main baddie. Yes. Can you figure out from the trailer like what the plot line might be? I mean, it sounds, it looks to me like maybe Aquaman's going to come back to go be king. It, I, from Atlantis, what I gather, there, like, there's some infighting going on in Atlantis. It and looks like like he's fighting a brother or something. Yeah, there's going to be someone down there trying to claim the throne, but for bad reasons to fight the surface. Blah blah blah. We've seen we've seen this kind of stuff before, right? But it, so I don't think it's going to be anything groundbreaking. But I, if they put it together in a nice packaged action movie with a with a good I mean that that whole action sequence gave me kind of a a throwback feel to, right. to the fun action sequences where you're kind of like really enjoying the the choreography and the the, the nuances the, of yeah, things that are going on the, yeah and doing it in the bright sunlight yeah. it's not all dark and dreary it's not rainy you know it's like it looks like this is going to be a super colorful movie right uh, I like those approaches I think there's it's some nice turnaround for DC maybe this could be their next winner after Wonder Woman. I worried that this was going to be like too much underwater type, you know what I mean? And I was actually kind of happy that it really doesn't look like it's going to be all of that. No, you know, like it kind of feels like to me from some of the shots, it feels like a mix between the opening of Thor and Black Panther. Like you know where we're walking into Asgard and doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a shot right in here where the there's some sort of pulse that goes through a city, and I'm like, oh look, it's Ragnarok. I mean, it right. looked it look, very it much looked like very that. much like it, that. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing to do. It actually looks very cool, and I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just worried that it'll be too close to both those films kind of being turned together. Yeah, I agree that it could be it, – it, it could be – this is what the problem with DC is they have not yet found a tonal approach to their universe, their right. cinematic universe. They're really all over the map in their, in their attacks, and it looks like more and more – they're adopting the Marvel approach. Right. This movie looks like it could be a Marvel movie. Right. The, the, the accuracy of the costumes, mm-hmm. the lack of the darkness, the, the creative camera work and the, the better action sequences that you can really follow. They're not muddled, you know, and stuff right. like that. It, it, a lot of humor. I mean, this very much mm-hmm. is made in the Marvel mold, and I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Actually, the one thing I think is going to make this movie, and I, I, I knew this was going to be the thing, 
is Jason Momoa. Yeah. I mean, like that that whole humor at the beginning about what? like Aquaman is going to make Aquaman, right? Well, <laughs> but I mean, like the idea of like you know when she pulled the water out of his his uh, head and we need water, and he's like, well, I could have just peed on it, you yeah. know? Like I just that kind of humor is so it, Jason Momoa. Yeah. It's like feels you know, a little bit like I mean, Chris it Hemsworth too. It doesn't yeah. feel Aquamanish though to me. That is That's the thing. That I've is a concern this, I have. I've always gotten this feel of Aquaman being regal. In a lot of ways. Right. And I guess this is the point is we're going to see him kind of get there, but he'll always be rough around the edges. And that's that's their DC Universe take on it. I'm fine with that. But I don't know. I, there are some things I definitely am interested in, in seeing more of. I'm not a big DC person movie-wise anyway. I usually wait for them to come out to the streaming services before I watch them. Yeah. I've always been a Marvel guy, but this looks – I got to say it looks good at least from the trailer, but – I might actually go see this in the I've theaters. Seen, yeah. I've seen well-cut trailers before for very disappointing movies. So. <laughs> this is true, yeah. Yeah, you can make even the cruddiest movie look good with a trailer. Yeah. Gary, what were your thoughts on, on this trailer that we watched? There's a couple good action scenes in it, and that's about it. What about the scene where he's actually in I the do, costume? I do like that they brought the costume. Yeah, the original costumes I like. and uh, I'm just afraid that's like the last shot of the movie we just saw. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and they're teasing the fact that in future movies, he'll be in the Aquaman costume. But. Right. And I also like the throwback to the like ancient Greece or ancient Egypt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that they're... We're doing it at the beginning. I found it interesting though they almost um, they have that Superman esque feel to it, where like he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be talking to his dad through that little thing that right. right? So like it's almost like the crystals and right. Like, you're, you're getting where I'm going with that. Like it's, yeah. it has that feel to it, and I don't know how I feel about that. I don't <laughs> think Aquaman ever did that in the <laughs> no. comics. I don't believe. Well, but you can't talk to his dad because his dad's uh, human. Right. Well, I guess yeah. That's, I guess that's true. So then why? Who, I don't know. I think he's seeing an old king of Atlantis who is probably his grandfather on the maternal side. On the, oh, on I get the mother's what you're side. saying. Probably being yeah. like and a father figure to explain the roles of a king. I'll, I'll be like wholeheartedly honest right here, right now. I don't know a lot about Aquaman other than the little bit you got to yeah. know him in DC Super Friends. Right, right. Never read the comic book. Sorry. <laughs> right. That That's my only picture I have of Aquaman. So that's... What I'm basing all of this off of. So I'm also getting a kind of... Of course it's going to be better than what I can picture. <laughs> them throwing this whole... Them finding a temple in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And the, the, the puzzles and stuff. I'm definitely getting a vibe of almost Indiana Jones-ish off, off this. And I wonder if he's going to be that kind of character. An adventure through the world, right. both above and below the sea. And, yeah, I get you what know, you're saying. The whole chase scene through the coastal town feels very yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of approach. Oh, Although, yeah. you know what it feels much more like? And I can say this only because I just watched the movie. Tintin. Have oh, you seen yeah, yeah, the yeah. animated Tintin? Yes. There's a great sequence in that, all done in one shot. The camera mm-hmm. keeps moving around of a whole chase sequence through, right, through a, a coastal town, town yep. through buildings, downhill. Yep. And I'm like, oh. I can see where you see and that in So there. I see that. I see with the whole, uh, she takes the water to get the thing activated. It's very much out of the fifth element of the, the, the different... You know, well, you brought sigil that up. things they had to do. All I could think of was what's the one with uh, Nicolas Cage, and they were National Treasure. Thank you, National Treasure okay. had that kind of feel to it. We to talked me, about but... you know the the father figure appearing, which is very much like the original Superman, right? So the thing that worries me is how much of this is going to take ideas from, from other, other good things. things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We got we got Star Wars. They're going through the Gungan City. In a bongo. Yeah, yeah. So. I'd... There's things that make me nervous. Like, is it is it going to take rely too much on familiar imagery and tropes, or are we really going to get something kind of unique? But on the flip side of that, when I look at this from a costume perspective, there's some amazing. I mean, just absolutely outright amazing costumes 
in this entire movie. I mean, every time I see a new shot, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a costume movie so amazing to do. And there's another one that'd be awesome to do. And, you know, I don't know. It it, it has this awesome potential. I kind of like the girl in it, although her hair color is like, wow. Is she Mira? I believe she's supposed to be Mira. Okay. This is my understanding, yeah. Yep. But, you know, at the same time, I, I don't I know. I agree with you on the hair color. It just feels too red. It's like, it yeah, like it's, it's almost. Made red. It's almost like fake red, you know, but I, I like it. It works for me. That's why I said a few podcasts black. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, well, part of me wants to go to the theater and see it, but I have the same uh, misgivings you do, Eric, yeah. of the worries I have. have to, we'll just have to see. Black Mana looks great. I love yeah. the pumped up costume with the yeah. the added detail, the armoring. I love the, the fact that they've got like smoke coming out of the <laughs> yeah. eyes and all that kind of cool stuff. You know, I, I know it's probably a little overdone for the trailer and whatnot, but it's still kind of cool. So the jetpack feels a little bulky in the back when he blasts out of the water. But look at him! But look like at him in the top. cartoon. He looks the same way. He really. I, does. I do like it. I think it's got some good weight. To it. <laughs> yeah. I like the oh, weight they've added to you're, it. Yeah. You're, you're complaining about his backpack, but you're not saying a thing about his helmet. Right. <laughs> I said a thing about his helmet. The, the helmet's time. huge, but the backpack. <laughs> it's okay. I said a thing about his helmet last time because I compared this because I've never really gotten into Aquaman. The only really see, big points I've seen of Black Manta are in Young Justice. Yeah. And Young Justice, the islets are smaller. Things a little sleeker. It looks more like an army well, bolt suit than it is. <laughs> that's different. That. That's a difference you can do in the cartoon uh, anime or in right. real life. And right. that's why I'm not judging that much on the on the eye thing because I figured that I I gotta say though I like what I'm seeing. Okay. I like the camera. Mo- I like the. W- Here's the thing I actually like about it: the wide shots. The right. fact that this is opening up even on the regular mm-hmm. sequences on land and on the chase sequences on the roof and all that. The fact that this is doing a more cinematic look, it's not that mm-hmm. stupid cut in close, make it all muddy and murky. You know, it's, it feels cinematic and wide. And I, that's the director, I guess. Who I, I was going to say, part like. of me says that it's either the producers or the director or both. And I think both are probably in sync with each other. And it looks like they're doing a pretty good job. The big question I have is, does it, does this, can this save the DC universe? I mean, I guess that's the question at hand, isn't it? This cannot be the only thing that will save it. There's got to be other films that are going to support yeah. it. It can it can start it on it can get it back on the right track. I don't think it can. Be, I don't think it's going to be a make all like my God. We need more DC movies, but it can definitely put it on a better track. And if this goes well, and Batman changes, which now they're Superman saying Superman changes, we have to bring it up. Recently, Ben Affleck has come out as saying he's not done with the character. He really? hasn't completed what he wanted to do with the character, so he's saying he's still in. Really? This only came out a few right. days ago. Because he went to rehab. And he, he completed com- it, right? Completed 40 days, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. So, and he didn't give up on the Batman. It's the... It's the DC people. DC people said that, well, since he's in rehab, we don't know how long he's going to be gone, so we're just going to say he's done with Batman. Yeah. And, so. and we talked last week about our last podcast about how is Cavill actually gone or not now they're saying that the whole thing was this kind of weird made up Hoax. drama yeah and i'm like what was the point of this kind of like to what we said just to get people talking get attention and get well uh, again because he wanted more money to play superman in the uh Shazam movie yeah right that and they couldn't come to an agreement on it so he walked away from the tables on it so he, they figured that he's probably quit. right so that it <laughs> seems like they're very quick to just drop actors though, yeah and that's nerve-wracking because it's like marvel i think does almost everything they can to keep but I, them here's the thing i don't think they are <laughs> no i'm being serious but i think what they're doing here is all drama on purpose right because let's, let's face it marvel's cranking out movies much quicker than they can and so the they got to do something they come right? out with justice league which is supposed right. to be their big one and everyone's like meh right gone Marvel comes out with Infinity War. There are memes about it that are as popular today as the day it came. This right. movie is just talked about more and more. People are 
analyzing the snap, analyzing this. Marvel nailed it. And then they come out with Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah. which, which really is kind of a much lower key, but still makes almost as much as... Yeah. So it's they can't lose. Popular, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, right. the, my opinion, DC just rushed the Justice League movie. Oh, totally. They, they absolutely they did. They should have done what they're doing here now. Is they, they, they All did, the intro movies. They did the Wonder Woman movie. They did the... Uh, Aquaman movie now, and then wait for Cyborg and Flash, and right then do your Justice League, right. and it would have made a lot more sense. And something tells me later when it's all out and we watch it in timeline order, we're all gonna go, oh yeah, that makes a lot more yeah. sense now. But, but Justice League will still that. And... Justice League will still not be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I haven't sat down and watched it, so I have no idea. Don't. It's a waste of two hours of your life. Okay. Like, do where's my car? Not that. That bad, movie's but... actually entertaining. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. We're doing, the, we're doing the mobile rap ca- uh, characters, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move on. There were, there was big news that came off of the set of Avengers 4 today. Yes. Well, actually, two days ago, I should say. Uh, Ford Truck Month, that's what it was. Yes, that was I the th- official. I think the first yeah. thing we should say is there has been a rumor as to what the title, another rumor as to what the title of Avengers 4 is. Yeah, po- it's apparently Avengers it's for Annihilation. Annihilation. That's that's what's being rumored is it's the title. Annihilation is a character in Marvel, isn't he? There's a Nihilus. There's a Nihilus. Right, I don't think that's Which, who you're... Which, that'd be interesting if they tied him in at the end or in it somehow into the multiverse and all that. Yeah, and it could be, that, that could be and a way to hint I've always thought Annihilus was a really cool character, too. And that could tie into the Eternals rumor I've heard. Oh, Eternals is definitely going forward. Right, side. but have you heard what about the rumor is about Eternals? No. The Guardians of the Galaxy three done, yeah, and I, I, and that the Eternals movie may well no, wait, take its wait. place. That's See, what I, I heard. Just heard that Disney is honoring and going to use James Gunn's script for Guardians three. They're not okay, going to have him direct, really? but they said they're going to use the script. So okay. they're all they're going to kind of be all over the place too, I guess. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're pushing back Guardians of the Galaxy three farther back and bringing Eternals in as the replacement for now, possibly, and then put Guardians of the Galaxy three later. Now everyone's saying that they should get. The guy, what's his name? Tiki, what, what, Taki? To, to do direct story. it. Yeah. Who? The guy who did Ragnarok. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Now, they have a perfect shoe into Nihilus and everything right now. 42. 42. Oh, yeah. That's the meaning of life, universe, and everything. That's, oh, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. true. But it's also a prison. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. In the, the in the Avengers, because don't they move the prison to a micro the microverse or the 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 they move it to whatever, the, the yeah, multiverse? Well, isn't that the prison that Tony was visiting? Yeah, it's right? floating in the ocean. It's floating right now. in the ocean right. currently. Right, but right. it's actually in the Baxter Building, the multiverse. Oh, yeah. Multiverse. Yeah. yeah, they put it in. A, Eventually, they, they actually, it goes into the multiverse. Yeah. Right. It, well, yeah. the comics. That's where they built it. Right. The doors on the Baxter Building. Right, we're supposed to lead to it, and it goes right to the other which can group. tie into event into Fantastic Four because there's right. We know new- that we know Fantastic Four is coming. Y'all gotta watch Ant Man and the Wasp. You're killing me. I'm, I'm, oh, y'all killing me right I'm now. I'm gonna and this weekend. I have an answer for all of you, but until you watch that movie, I can't tell you this weekend. <laughs> you so, gotta get me a disc copy. I I don't have it. So here's what happens. Long story short, we had a tweet from. Chris Evans and the Chris, go ahead. It's short. Read it word for word. Yeah, I'm trying to go back there. Right there so right it says, "Originally uh, officially wrapped on Avengers Four, it was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful." And I gotta admit, I kind of was reading this going. I was at orchestra practice, and the trumpet players next to me were like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I think Chris Evans just quit. <laughs> I was just like, I was actually like, I, I really, I started to. And, and the other trumpet 
Squirt looked at you and go, Nerd! What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nerd! Actually, they're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, but, that sounds uh, about right. Nerd! <laughs> no, I thought it was funny, like, though, because... Just like the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Some, yeah. Someone's just Nerd! looking at him from distance like, Nerds! Yeah. <laughs> I thought the, the most interesting part of this, though, was Ronald Reynolds' yeah. response. He says, I'm not crying, I'm weeping, there's a difference. Yeah. No, I thought it would have been funnier if you just said, I'm not crying, I'm just leaking from my eyes, or something <laughs> like Deadpoolish. but that, it, this worked, too. I know exactly what he's going to do. He gave up playing Captain America, he's going to play Johnny Storm again. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. Actually, that would be hysterical it if he came be. in as Johnny Storm at it some would be. point. He's like, like, he gets to lose a lot of weight if he wants to do that. He doesn't right. keep up with the muscle right. workout routine. Well, then I thought it was interesting that Dwayne The Rock Johnson came in with his tweet, What a run you had, brother. Congrats on breathing life into such an iconic character. Now, here's the quote that has everybody talking. Keep on keeping on. Now, for those who are huge Captain America fans, like read all the comics all the way through, that's what Nick Fury said to, to Steve Rogers just before he walked away as Nomad. So Steve Rogers went to, Cap- to right. Nick Fury and said, I'm leaving Captain America behind. I'm going off my own. He had his Nomad costume on, and as he walked away, it's at the very end of the comic. I have the issue. We can look at it later. And and Nick Fury says, well, whatever you do, Steve. And then it, it, the big, huge page thing, Cap walking away in the Nomad costume, and it's Nick Fury saying, keep on keeping on. And I don't know why that grabbed so many people's attention, and it grabbed mine, too. I was like, hmm. Are they trying to say something there? Right. You know? And your belief is? Well, I have, like, several beliefs, and I don't know which one to believe anymore. So I have that belief is that he's going to be Nomad now. So, yeah, he's not playing Cap, but he might play Nomad for a while, you know, which, okay, so he walks away as from Captain America, which I you... I thought that's what he was in Infinity War. Well, that's, that was the rumor, but they like still called... Like, he the shield and Hang on, he... hang on. That ended when they referred to him as Cap, not Steve. Right? Because that was brought up, too. Somebody said, well, he can't be Nomad. They t- they called him Cap. Hey, good to see you again, Cap. Hey, Cap, here's my friend, Tree and Squirrel, or whatever he says, Thor. So everybody called him Cap. They didn't call him Steve. When he becomes Nomad, he goes back to using Steve Rogers as his na- main name. And Nomad <clears throat> actually isn't really ever referenced or said, except by Steve Rogers himself. See, the funny thing was, I thought that the directors, the brothers, the Russo brothers said he's officially Nomad in Avengers Infinity They War. did, and that's the really weird thing. Like, they said that Maybe prior to the movie coming out, but then he was referenced as Cap throughout the whole movie. So I don't know uh, if, I, like, that was I the plan... S- and then somewhere along the way, maybe Disney said, not yet. You know what I mean? Like, maybe somewhere they decided not yet. Or... The Avengers are so used to calling him Cap, it's kind of force of Maybe, habits. maybe. So that that's part of it. My other side still wants to hang on to my original idea, and that is they could let whoever they want go. So if Robert Downey Jr. wants out, if Chris Evans wants out, whoever wants out of their contract, there's a really simple answer. Ms. Marvel is coming out. Yes. I've pointed this out like a million times. I'm still hanging on to my theory that whoever wants out, they can use the Skrull Wars to say they were killed by a Skrull somewhere along the way. They could do a flashback somewhere in the timeline. Skrull killed them, replaced them, and now all of a sudden the Skrulls are certain characters. Or they could say that just, they could bring him in as a different character, say they replaced him and they've been holding him hostage because that has happened. I just think the scroll thing is a, is a really hard sell for the, not for like average people on the planet. Like we see the shot in the Miss Marvel trailer where she punches the old lady on the bus and everyone right. knows it's because she's a scroll. So yes, there are going to be scrolls that we already know because of the Miss Marvel trailer that there are scrolls on the planet back in the 80s. Right. So it's a while ago. Right. 
I think, though, it's a very hard sell to your audience, the majority of whom are not comic-versed people and didn't go through the whole Secret Wars, or Skrull invasion, the not Secret Wars, the Skrull invasion mm-hmm. thing, to say, hey, these people you've known and loved, played by these actors, weren't. But the Skrulls, for some big and nefarious reason, did heroic things for a really long time as them and fought to, to do heroic things and could duplicate their powers and everything. And you got to buy that because now the characters, it, people are going to be like, they're going to think it's weird, I think. I think what you have to do is you have to have the scrolls be people on Earth, but I think any of these characters that go are, I don't think any of these major characters are going to be scrolls. Unless they're planning like a trick, like a, oh, by the way, Hawkeye's always been a scroll or some, something like, you know, something weird you can, like that. You they, can, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see any of our major characters being re- revealed as scrolls. It just, gonna say, that's going to be my I, call. I'm, I, I'm, I know I know what you're saying, and I, I'm I'm only saying it because to me it was such a shock in the comic books when it happened. Right. Why not use that same shock value <clears throat> within the MCU? Right. I mean, it was a shock value to us, and we knew it was about Skrulls. Right. So imagine if you didn't know about Skrulls, what a shock value that would be ultimately. Right. I mean, Marvel's got so many options. There's little things they can pull out here and there, and the oh, Skrulls yeah. are a really easy one. I've always said it would be a really easy reset to use the Skrulls as a quick reset, yeah. and you could start over. With I a still new think, cap, with a new I still Iron think Man, the reality stone. Do. I still think it's the reality stone is our answer, and when the ending happens and like that stone breaks, things crack. You already know about the idea of the multiverse, and things change. Talk to me after this weekend. With only with only Doctor Strange recognizing it. Talk to me after this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Good gracious, there's something in Ant Man and Wasp that is very We important. know, I know there's huge. something. Huge. And stay for all the yeah. all the credits. Oh, okay. okay. Huge. <clears throat> huge. Okay, so the next thing we wanted to talk about, there was a release at New York Comic Con of two bits of artwork from Hellboy, yes. which is to be released in 2019, right? Yeah, they pushed April. it back, too. No, it's, I don't think it's April anymore. It's I, not April unless, anymore. Unless, yes, it is April, because I think originally it was going to be like February. It was supposed to be February, right. And they are pushing it to closer to a summer blockbuster release time. Right. I think that's on <laughs> purpose, though, too, because I think it's actually going to be. I, I think I'm liking what I'm. I, oh, I will go see this. I have always been a huge Hellboy fan since because it's just so different than everything else out there. Right. So Eric, I love the art. I love Mignola's work. I love the character. Um, I was always, of course, hoping for a third one with Perlman. But uh, granted, if we're not getting that, that's. I was kind of hoping for a third one with Ron Perlman too. I liked him, but as from Hellboy, what I but... hear, this is very much following the Hellboy. Uh, what was the name of it? It's the one that was drawn by Duncan. Ferengo or whatever his name is. Uh, it's a more recent one. I have the whole graphic novel series, so I might know a lot of this story. In fact, I'm seeing characters in the second poster yeah, we'll that are from that, that series. But anyway, I think it's going to be more true to the comics. I think... Um, now, correct me, because I've never read the comics. Did he have a sword? I mean, like, was the, that a thing? Actually, Excalibur is in the comics. Really? Yeah, there's a part that ties in with Excalibur. Oh, I did not know that. I, yeah. That's wow. That, Which that's I don't know if that's what that is, or if that's just a sword he just has. A sword he picked from, up or whatever. Picked up and is using because it's flaming. It doesn't flame in the comics, so I don't and, know. And, and just get a little off, off track here. Excalibur was found by an eight year old. Oh girl. yes, yes. We all have a new queen. Yes, yes. We heard about that. Yes. Um, for those who didn't know, in the news, a what? It was eight year old. Eight year old girl. Now where was she? Where was she? She was playing in a pond. It in, but it, it was in Sweden. Sweden. So it's right. not England. So right. So it's not Excalibur. <laughs> How but you know? she, she found the sword Camelot from the lake. She okay. found the sword from the lady in the lake, and uh, yeah, it, it could have been where Lancelot threw it. <laughs> That's true. We had to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other poster came out, which was a little more. Uh, it's a lot more revealing in terms right. of the movie. I don't right. like it as much. In, the art's not that great because it's a weird mix of illustration and photography. Yeah, I'll agree with um, you there. 
It almost looks like superimposed yeah. photography or something. But there's definitely some cool stuff in there. Uh, right. There are characters I very much recognize from the comic books. Um, there's a if you look in the left side in the back, there's a pig thing. Its name is it's hard to pronounce because it's like G R U A C H. It's like Gruach or something, okay. and it is actually a demon. Not a, was it a demon or was it like a, a fairy uh, thing, a, an elemental type thing? Anyway, and it got trapped in the body of a pig by okay. Hellboy, and it was stuck being th- this thing. It was swallowed. Actually, what it did is it summoned a big pig-type monster that ate it. Okay. And eventually it took over the pig monster but was stuck in the body. So <laughs> there's a whole story behind that that's really cool. I'm just, just from seeing that picture, there's that. But then in the back, something that intrigues me is there's a very tall character over here. Uh, standing above, t- like there's many characters, but this one's towering above like the Big, the big ben. ben. And the headpiece on it very much looks like the like the head that Death had right. in Hellboy 2, which okay. was played by Doug Jones. Right. I don't think they're at all attached, but I think it's definitely kind of a visual throwback. Now, something else I really like about this poster is this is the first we've seen, and granted it's not a photo, but it's the first we've seen that he's wearing the trench coat. Oh, All yeah. All the pictures have been without the trench coat. People are right, that's but right. He's got it, which is very iconic that he wear, walks around in the trench coat. So I'm glad that's there. Well, and I also found it interesting that the horns are cut off here. Yeah, because he shows the other one. You're right, but in the other one. Yeah, they're, they sh- they're, sh- they're showing the full devil version in the other one, but he normally has no horns because he breaks them off and files it down because he doesn't like having the horns. He doesn't, right. he doesn't like the whole devil side of himself. So um, can For people in the audience who don't know, like myself, <laughs> anything about Hellboy, yeah. can you fill me in? Very brief, Hellboy was, in the, in, during World War II, the Nazis did an experiment, and it was actually, what's his name, the Mad Monk? Rasputin. 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 Was working, he'd been alive forever, worked with the Nazis to try to open a door. Hitler wanted some great weapon. Nothing happened, they thought, but he, but he was working on his own project, and he, he brought Hellboy in. And Hellboy was picked up by a bunch of English-British soldiers who basically adopted him and raised him, a scientist named uh, Trevor... Trevor Broom, Professor Broom, raised him as, right. as a kid, and he learned how to be like a person. So his attitude is very much like a blue-collar working guy. He looks like this, but he drinks beers and, you know, wants smoke to cigars. smoke cigars. And he just, he, his big, his tagline is always like, ah, oh, crap. You know, he's just like, he's very much a everyman. And, but his part of him is is built and grounded in the world of the fantastic in the world of elves and fairies and legends and myths and right. you know Satan and all um, that. So he's torn and he, he fights against those things because he's since he was raised as a person, he hates that stuff and he fights against monsters, but he's pulled into that whole universe. His in some photos it looks like his left hand, but other ones it looks like his right hand. It's but always his right. Because it's called right the it's called the, the right hand of doom. Right. So and what it is is that that had a key in it. The power in that hand was the key to starting the apocalypse. Uh-huh. And it's trapped in there with him, and he ignores that whole side of himself. So it's just like it's just part of him, and he uses he, he holds on to, to it. To me, he's a great example of those antiheroes we always talk about. Entirely, right? like he's he's that grapples with himself, and as yeah. an antihero, he's, he's born into being the prince of the apocalypse. He's, right. sp- he's supposed to be. He brings the, the apocalypse. He's supposed to be the demon oh. that came and destroyed the world. Right, and he's like. I just want to eat Pam cakes, and he calls them Pam cakes. He doesn't call them pancakes, yeah. and drink beers, and you know, be a, right. be a relaxing guy who watches TV and you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's just this great kind of uh-huh. dichotomy that they've he, set up. He wants to be the L Bundy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but the thing is, the comics <laughs> early so true, on, though. the comics early on played up that side of him very heavily. He was very much the blue collar right. guy who fought against monsters. The comics later on were about him leaving the bureau that he worked with 
going off on his own, and he 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 wandered into as they called it stranger places, and he got. He and I up, think that's when I stopped following. He him, went up it? against um, what's her name, uh, the Russian famous witch. Uh, she, she has the chicken a house with a chicken leg, and she rides around on a. It's a famous legend in Russia. And I can't think of her. The Baba Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Oh, so okay. he ends up. She ends up. She has this, you know, hundred years long vendetta against right. him. Okay. She, you know, she sends all these things after him, and you know, they mess with his life. And the the witches of the world think he's supposed to be the one who brings about the apocalypse, and they worship him. But he wants nothing to do with it. So the witches try and go after him. Okay. And it's like everything within all of evil mythology fantasy stuff ends up not mythology more fantasy and legend he ends up crossing paths with and they all are kind of after him for different reasons and he's always just like i hate all this stuff just leave me alone <laughs> so but later on he's he very much like almost leaves earth it, right. most of what he travels is kind of these weird not quite real places. third dimensional places yeah, yeah. but it's like he's in he's in russia but he's in a legend kind of russia right. or I he goes it. traveling through africa but he's in an africa where like the lions are are the spirit of africa and they actually talk to him and stuff right. and it's he's not quite in reality through a lot of those later comics and this feels very much like, like it's going to play off those later comics so i wonder how fantastical and weird it's going to get Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is interesting because then you could say the Ron Perlman's are the earlier comics and these are the laters and you could still I've, keep them I've all. I've even heard that some are saying verse. this is not an entire reboot. Right. That this is continuing. Just a continuation. Right. And it would, it would work. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the bigger news. That so yeah, we, I'm a Hellboy fan, by the way. That's what that whole thing came down to. So let's move on to the bigger news that we want to talk about because, I mean, Star Wars all of a sudden decided, hey, nobody pays attention to us. Open, open like, the floodgates. Yeah, like let's let's like I told you, it's it's like feast or famine whenever it comes to oh, Star yeah. Wars stuff. Lately, it's been too much feast. There's I agree with just you. Too much. Stuff. Yeah, it's almost like we're we're inundated with all of it. So the first thing that I want to talk about, which depending on which friend you are on my feed, you either love this or hate it. So Kathleen Kennedy, uh, it's been revealed that her contract has now officially been renewed. Till 2021. Three years. Three-year contract. And I got to be honest, there was like one or two responses to that. Yay, or... Yeah, she's, <laughs> you know, she's a polarizing like a, character to a lot of say, people. She really why? is. Why? Can I please be explained why? Why what? Why she was renewed. Well, think about this. I thought we were having issues with her in The Last Jedi and taking over things like Leia couldn't die that way or this couldn't happen that way. She was trying to dictate that... That's what a lot of people female think. force. It depends on what you think. Again. And it's the weird thing. We don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Of course, these are all things we I'm basing everything I know, right. almost all, on speculation. Um, I do know that from the Disney perspective, she's drawing money in. Right. So I right mean, the now, Last Jedi brought in tons of it's money. It still brought in tons of money. So right now, I mean, at least from the, the perspective of a company, she's not doing anything wrong. So that's right. where I was kind of like, I wasn't shocked that she got a three-year extension. Part of me was, like, shocked at the length of the extension. Well, it's that's what I'm trying to See, figure out. I would have so thought Disney would only done one year. You know what I mean? When it's next Christmas that we get episode nine, right? Yes. Not this Christmas, but next. Next, right. So you're talking, that's a first year. Right. So she's got two more years after that. Mm-hmm. Just enough time to start a new trilogy. Yeah. The, that next series they talked about to kind of lead the to the pre-production Johnson and get the first episode out and see how it does. And if that fails, oh, well, her contract's up. If it right. doesn't fail, oh, you're a newer. I, I just, that three years seems like we're going to get something around 2022 or whatever, or 21, whenever right. there's going to be a new big thing. Because obviously after nine, 
You got upcoming TV shows. You got the Resistance being played. You know, it's coming out now. You got Clone Clone Wars Wars being an extra season. Extra season. She's got some stuff to kind of oversee in the big picture, but we don't have after Episode Nine any announcement. I mean, they stopped talking about the solo movies. It is confirmed that the solo movie and the Boba Fett movie have been shelved. Right. You mean not the canned. Kenobi and Solo, or Kenobi, Kenobi and, and sorry, yeah. Kenobi and Boba Fett. Because Solo's Fett. already out, right? So Kenobi and Boba Fett have not been canned, but they've been shelved, right? But are they doing any? Did they plan on any other individual movies? No. So, so they've already decided. They're they agreed that the Solo Last Jedi thing left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Theirs included. They've all agreed yeah. they need to slow down. It's too much all at once. No, that's all fine. So after episode nine, we have no news right now of what will come next. What my wondering is, because they do celebration every two years. Mm -hmm. So we have celebration coming up. Then we won't have one after. After 10. Yeah, when when episode nine comes out. Right. Or nine, yeah. Uh, Which is weird, though, because they usually tie them to the movies. So that's what's strange. But I'm wondering if whatever is in the works will be first announced at this upcoming celebration in the spring. It's a possibility. Ooh. That the first hints of what to expect after nine. Well, I think it's all streaming service stuff. And well, yeah, they're doing their own. They're, start, they're all going to Disney's, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and that's going to be the big announcement. I really think that's going to be the thing that's going to come out. Disney's, I think, going to come up with a Star Wars app or whatever you want to call it, and that all their, everything Star Wars going into a streaming service right. through their... Through their logo and everything else, so and, and they'll, they'll probably talk about uh, episode nine. They probably will. And oh, definitely, we'll be talking about episode. And then um, we'll probably get a first trailer. I would imagine. At yeah, celebration. There'll be a trailer drop there. Yeah. Depending how good episode nine does, is when I think that they'll actually announce what's going to come out afterwards. Like put a timeline out after everything else has gone through. I'm telling you, I still think the the episode nine trailer is going to reveal that that kid. There was the ending of the last one is the, the beginning up. of the next story arc. I think the end of nine is going to reveal that. The so your trailer is going to show that. And then like, that'll be Friday night. Right. right. So then Saturday is going to be about here's the story arc and here's who's telling it. And by the way, the rumor is Ryan Johnson has been told, no, you're not. We'll have to see. We don't know. There's no confirmation on it yet, but I've been told from back sources they decided after The Last Jedi, not worth the risk. Not worth the risk. I think what you're going to see is a trailer fade in on a door, Star Wars-y with the whole lights and everything. Comes open, in steps a kid in a robe, a guy in a robe. Holds up a broom, starts beating up stormtroopers. Yeah, that's what something along that lines. <laughs> but I mean, something so along that lines would be the huge. Toxic Avenger, <laughs> right? Broom boy. <laughs> but I, I, what I really think is going on here, and I, I, this is where I say that the timing of Kathleen Kennedy's contract is interesting because this is right around the same time that the rumor came out about Ryan Johnson. So I'm wondering right. if the deal was, if you want to still work at LFL, you have to go tell Ryan All he's right. out for the next three. <laughs> I wonder. And I wonder if that was the deal. And so she had enough guts to go to him and say, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out. She gets to keep her job. Ryan gets to go find something else to work on. This is all speculation, people. And, and it, this is all speculation. We're not but walking I, the halls of the I'm just saying it's it's the timing is just a little too uh, It's not like we have a ironic. camera in the too third perfect. bathroom on the second floor under the sink. Tell my cameras are. No, it's not like we have. <laughs> oh, not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. There's no camera there. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's in the fourth stall on the left. Right, or <laughs> or in that library office on the first floor behind the red book on the third shelf. It's, it's, it's not there either. It's the first start of the right. Keep on going till morning. No, no, <laughs> it's in the left eyeball of Jar Jar and Carbonite. Oh. <laughs> no, I, no one would think. I wasn't to look supposed there. to tell you that, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Lucasfilm is checking all of those locations. <laughs> okay, so I thought that was interesting. Kathleen Kennedy's contract got negotiated yeah, out. and that they announced it now. I mean, well, it just got right. So, I- so interestingly enough, John Favreau releases a tweet that I thought was like, like it grabbed my attention immediately. And like everybody I knew was like, whoa. So it just simply says, The Mandalorian, after the stories of Django and Boba Fett, Another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. And like I said, I, I just I think half of my Mandalorian friends just about lost themselves in that. But also, also the day before we were told about something about New York Comic Con... And then setting well, up the that Star had Wars. nothing to do oh, with Star Wars New York Comic Con, so okay. yeah, I'm going to scratch that out now. Sorry. Okay, so this I find this interesting because they immediately tie Boba and Jango Fett into this, right? Which my brain goes to, okay, so you're talking about major bounty hunters, and then they say another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe, the Mandalorian set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So I find the timing interesting because it's set between Empire. And the First Order, which in the Star Wars universe, nobody's written about the Mandalorians in that time frame. So this is we, like... Well, yeah, okay. So Favreau's getting an open canvas here to do with as he pleases. I find that cool. I mean, just the idea that, that we're giving him an open canvas to run with. So what is the story going to be like? A spaghetti western, he's hunting down somebody, trying to find somebody? I think it's supposed to you be... You could. They've, they've heard it very much described, because they it, describe it as a yeah. lone gunfighter and all that. It's very much a western in outer space. But what I see happening is, instead of having a continuing story arc throughout the whole thing, it's going to be jumpy around. I'm thinking the same thing, too. Like... The Mandalorian could be this Mandalorian, then that Mandalorian, yeah. then this Mandalorian, oh, then you that have three Mandalorian. Mandalorians you're following at a right. So time. I'm, I'm, you know, instead of it being like uh, Magnificent Seven, where you're following the same seven guys the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. Though. I'm wondering if you're following different gunslingers all the way through that time period. The way they until word it. you get to that one that becomes Mandalore. The way they word it, we follow the travails of a lone gunfighter, not of lone several gunfighters. Gun I guess that's okay. true. But you're going to follow the Mandalorian between the fall of the Empire and the First Order. That's an awful long time. Yeah. You get well, it, right? They didn't say it's going to fill the entire gap. They just said this is when it takes place. I have a feeling it's probably going to take place closer to Empire because Resistance takes place closer to... Right, uh, to New Order. Uh, yeah, New Order. So I have order. a feeling this first is going to be closer to... Um, like Return of the Jedi end of that and not long after. Well, uh, the first few episodes will probably be that. Then it'll go jump like in uh, the future. You think it'll jump around that much? That, that's what I'm thinking. Oh. Because Here's what I think you're going to see. This is just my, my personal take on it. I think what you're going to see is a, 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 a lone gunfighter who's, right? Okay, so you've got the loner. And I think what we're going to see here is the rise of the next Mandalore. So I think you're going to see him become kind of a gunfighter esque type smuggler type that rises in, into 
uh, inspiring the Mandalorians to come so back what, together and become the, a culture again. What is the latest time period that Mandalor- Mandalorians are written about and talk about in canon? Uh, think Clone Wars and then just about after that. So like nothing well, they during... Were, they were in Rebels, Rebels. right? They were in, they were in Rebels. Rebels. And we got Boba Fett as a lone one up to Jedi. Right. Correct. So his death in Jedi is the last canon timeline Mandalorian we hear about. As far as I know, yes. As far as we know, yes. There's been nothing at all in the new series. Ever written. Nope, not... Well, of course, that's all legacy now. That's all gone. Okay, get rid of the legacy stuff. Right, so... There's been nothing in the newer books. Nope. Could you? None that I know of. No, so, I, I so know for a fact because I've been looking. and there, This there's is a no... very open canvas. They're right, like I said, open. they're giving Favreau a lot of... But think about what the open canvas he got with Marvel and how quickly he tied that into something. Oh, so he, part of me is cre- like... This is the man who created the Marvel Universe. That's what I'm saying. Universe, like This could be it. the guy who ties it all together, finally, yeah. right? Like the guy who could fix it all. Mr. Fix-It, um, he could come in and do yeah. it. He did good. I mean, he, he is a visionary, so... I have a curious question. What? Could you tie Boba Fett into the story? Have him come out of the Sarlacc pit? I don't think you're like going to see. Did in the comics. I don't think you're going to see Boba and Jango. No. Actually, matter of fact, I think after Favreau put this up, I think he made it clear. Well, you're definitely not going to see Jango because it says after <laughs> the it says after the stories of Jango and uh, Boba Fett. Okay, I think they're making it clear right there. They're so not going to touch on them, and I think that's good though because I think that's kind of like we're done with that. We're you and I like that because now Boba's still potentially out there. You don't need to touch that. I'm good. I'm okay. good with that. Okay. It still leaves that Boba Fett mystery. Right. You know what I mean? That we like to always believe is there. Which leaves up to the Boba Fett movie if there ever is. If one. there is one, that could be that story. Will be this same time as New Hope and that part. Mm. Correct. Mm. Or depending on when this movie starts, all it says is it's between Jedi and. Uh, the Force Awakens. It's sometime in that time period. First Order. It could be much closer to the middle or later. So a Boba Fett movie could literally be him escaping. Can from I tell you what like I've that. heard though about the Boba Fett movie, at least from what the original script was? It was supposed to be between Empire and Return. How did how did Han go from being in Boba Fett's hands to being in Jabba the Hutt's hands? Like how? And you're supposed to so, they, so it's a nice way to tie it in. You don't have to hire Harrison Ford. You just do a floating around right, tie in. Everyone knows it. Correct. That's actually yeah. a smart idea. It, that's what I was like when I when I heard that that was a script. I'm like, and you could make it a, a whole story. Like, I mean, you people. Know. Here's the thing. He's traveling with one of the most valuable cargo in Jabba's. Right, and other hands. bounty hunters are going to want. Everyone to, goes after right. him. And you got one of those crazy. And the rumor was one. they were supposedly going to have like Dengar and IG88 great working together to go after Bulba to get Han and then go to Vader and be like, but we got him first. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, having I all thought of that would have been a cool movie. Return Zuckus, I, put them all back right, in. Why not put them all? You didn't see any of them die. Right. Say, I they thought vanished. Boba Fett was given permission by Vader to take Solo. He was. He was. Who's, they who's they who's all to, were. Who's to say he's like... no disintegrations. Yeah. But that's the thing about bounty hunters. There's no... Right? There's no loyalty. So okay, if fair. Dengar kills Boba, he takes the body, brings it back to Vader, he still gets the... Or he can bring it Jabba. Jabba. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, Vader was the wrong person. Vader was right there giving them to him. Right. That's what I was going to say. I heard Vader and that's what I immediately assumed is... No, but I'm saying is like anybody could collect I, it. I would totally go see that movie. Wouldn't that be cool? That like small. That? It's like a, a one day movie. It's just a snippet right. story about yep. him and all the other bounty hunters get to come back and fight you over. Ba- you got Boss being yeah. badass, right. and you get them all in. Well, I would. I would. I would. And be then in there was the rumor inside of all that 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 
they were considering writing into that. Uh, who's the Clone Wars bounty hunter? Uh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane was going to get written yeah. into that too, and I would have been like, that would have worked. Woo-hoo! Like that you could been. bring in a Clone Wars character, you could have all the cool characters from Empire, no. and the, everybody would have sat there and gone, yeah, this is cool. I, I can understand what you're saying there, but supposedly in the last season of the Clone Wars, we're going to see the gunfight between uh, Boba, Boba and Cad, and Cad. right? So that might so be taking the, that And place. that might be the only reason, maybe, that they decided right. not, you know. So there's, there, there was a lot of I also uh, see this yeah. ability there. <laughs> you can even have but Vader. Remember, you can even have Vader. But wait, it. wait, wait. Can I give you some hope? It's not... Right, it's not canceled. Canceled. It's just shelved. And this could be so. A way it's to still potential. It's, it's our new hope. <laughs> it's still out there. It's still a potential reality. Good joke. I just think it's something that may come down the pike farther down the road. You yeah, know, I, 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 and that's one. I mean, apart from Dengar, that's the only face you see. And they could they could make up and cast. Sure, like, like I mean, that. yeah. The rest of those bounty hunters are masked and right. hidden. You could you could do this movie at any time and make right. all these characters. Absolutely I love a movie could. where you don't see a friggin' face. Yeah. How often awesome would that be that every main character is not human or has a mask? And that's it. They, they keep them on the entire time. Yeah. I mean, That'd be like a great movie. Absolutely. <laughs> and a lot of people said if they would have done this movie first, not Rogue One. And I'm, I'm in a different boat with you guys about Rogue I know, One. I know, I know. But there might have been less controversy had they done the Boba Fett one because it it's just a nice it told, captured it story. Tie, yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, I also see this as they gave John Favreau said, we're trying to get Boba Fett into the series. Here, take this and go do something with it. Try to give some fan base of the Mandalorian then we'll bring Boba in and maybe merge him into no, the story. No, I, don't no, think, I, I think they're still thinking Boba's dead. Yeah, that, yeah I, I think, that's, I think they're him. running with that. I really do. I hope. I mean, I'd love to see him escape, but... I just don't fine. think we're going to see him. So on top of that, as if all that's not interesting enough, then Facebook goes crazy because while people are near Comic-Con, they release the first photo of The Mandalorian. And I find this photo completely intriguing. I mean, from multiple angles, multiple viewpoints. I mean, there's just so many um, cool things going on in his costume. It's just like, you got to be like... I'm. Ex- uh, it got me excited because I think somebody actually went to the Mando Mercs and said, hey, what would you want, you know, like the next gen Mando costume look like? And they kind of listened to us to an extent. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's a lot of people already railing on the fact that the chest diamond is kind of there, but not really. Uh, so the, what? The whole chest plate is all one piece. It's all one piece. But isn't that, you said there's a particular style that was. Uh, it looks very Neo Crusader-esque, that chest piece. You know what I'm talking about? But now you're getting stuck in timelines. I know, I know, but I'm just saying that's got it's got the look of the Neo Crusader. But still, the, the, I'm missing one. I'm thing. just I'm just telling you what I'm reading off my Facebook page about the whole costume. Okay. The chest plates are all one piece. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we now give you four minutes of nerds talking about <laughs> Mando costumers central. All right. So they don't like that. Okay. They don't like the diamond piece or whatever that's supposed to be there. It doesn't, uh-huh. doesn't look like a diamond to me at all. I agree with you there. Uh, you got Stormtrooper shoulder bells. I noticed that. And thighs. Right. On one side. Right. And then you've got a, a different sized thigh and shoulder bell on the other side. Right. I've been arguing for a long time that my opinion on Mandalorians... They're going to take any piece of armor they can to put on their armor. Sure. It doesn't have to be Vescar Gam. Right. My my only issue is, and I point this out to Dad, is there's no belly plate. He's open right here. You can shoot him and kill him. 
The belly yeah, plate I'll was give you to that. that protector. Yeah, he's he's missing that plate, you know, towards the middle. And who knows, maybe over time he'll pick and up he's other... Also, and he's also missing a girth belt. He is missing a girth belt. No, he's not. No, he's not? That whole thing right there is a Could girth... act oh, as a girth belt, okay. yeah. It could All act right, as fair, a girth fair. belt. No codpiece, though. Right. I did notice that. Um, I, I did notice the one gauntlet looks like Boba's, yeah. but the other one looks like nothing we've seen before. And you got Snowtrooper backhand. Uh, yeah, on the, the gloves. Yeah, the yeah. back plates on the gloves. I noticed that, too. Um, the pistol kind of looks like something I've seen from one of our Mando customers. I actually think that's there was a pistol in the Clone Wars, and I'm trying to remember who oh. carried it. Maybe it was Concord oh. Dawn, like one of oh. those, those uh, pistols there. I like all the leather traps. I, I thought that was... Uh, um, a, a nice. He doesn't have the viewfinder. The viewfinder, yeah. The viewfinder is on as a helmet. Well, not oh, all Mando the, helmets had the viewfinder. I don't, I don't have it. Yeah, I know. It, I just know that most Mando helmets do. Well, like yours has it. Boba mine... and Django did. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but beyond that, well, really okay. not really. A good twenty percent of the Mando mercs have them. No, I don't. Not no. really. Oh, okay. Look around the next time you're at an event. How much I noticed. I, I did think thought it was our, interesting. Our, our 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 clan, yes. Yeah. You can the, say that. The Falker clan does. Yes. yes, but other clans not so much. I thought it was interesting that they are using the mouse and the Ganon pouches that we use. I was yeah. like, oh, hey. I recognize that pouch. <laughs> I like the buckle that he's got. It's I like cool. Having, I like having the buckle in the front. I do too. You know, like that's realistic to me. Yes. Everybody putting their buckles in the back. No army guy is putting his buckle in the back going, arr, arr, trying to get to the buckle. <laughs> Sorry, it's just not realistic. do that, please. So the thing I found interesting, though, that I've heard rumors about, the gun that he's got slung around him. We've not seen pictures of it yet. The stock but, looks Tuscan Raider-esque. Just right. The stock's got the wood stock. But I am hearing rumors from friends who've been on set that say it looks awful familiar on the end. Dad's got too many friends. As in the end piece looks like the silencer on a fifty caliber gun like my rifle. And all my friends could be thinking about was, remember how many years ago was it that Mary Franklin took pictures of my rifle and said, I really like that. We really would. I bet we could use that at some point. I'm wondering if my gun end piece that I came up with that everybody likes is the one that they decided to run with. I'm curious. I think what you need to do now is document this. I think you need to take a picture of that end piece (laughs) and post it. Yeah. And then wait until the first... (laughs) The first series, your first first, episode comes out. Well, the first production photo that shows it comes out and show the comparison, and you'll have the claim. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I like is the four T-Vials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got T-Vials on his actual belt. He's got six, Uh, actually. Yeah. Oh, and on the belt across his chest, too. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Sling. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting photo. I mean, like... Okay, fair. I I wasn't just noticing the front, like, the Mando. I was actually looking at the background, too, going, I kind of like the set, even in the background, you know? It looks kind of like... uh, So, Eric, does it it feel like we're in Star Wars when you look at that? Oh, totally. First thing I thought. Yeah, I, I had one glance and I was just like, the feel of it right. is very strong. No. It kind of looks like Tatooine. I can't figure if that's a tassel hanging from the person walking away or some kind of tail. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like a like a the end piece of a belt coming Something, off the backside. Yeah, yeah. probably. Now, but, uh, the other thing is, is uh, they're saying that the helmet is not a real helmet; it's CGI'd. That doesn't surprise me. Does that really surprise you? And the reason why they say it is because if it was a true shiny helmet... It'd be reflecting stuff. It'd be reflecting the cameras and stuff. Right, so. right, right. Well, you can kind of see a building and stuff in there. Yeah. No, no, I, I wonder if they've they touched it, it up to remove 
like the reflections, the cameras, and yeah. Stuff. That's yeah. And then that's that. why it looks kind of digital, is because they've touched it up, just right? To they've take touched stuff it up, out. take out stuff, yeah. And the lighting's kind of weird on the helmet itself, yeah. so that would that would, would run with that idea. I would think that would be obvious. I think that would be something they did, but I would also think, why would you use metallic like chrome paint? Why not use like the hammer metal that most Mandos use when they're trying to get a metal look? Because he's not a typical Mando. Right. Look he's at my armor. Look the at my Mandalore. armor. Fair. Look at my armor. <laughs> I know. I also like the fact, though, that he that it's there are picked up pieces. It's obvious some stormtrooper armors yes. on there. It's obvious. I actually kind of like that idea. I did so. too. I thought Boba Fett had armor I, on the back of his gloves. I wonder if that's also not going to be the final costume. I wonder if during the that's show he'll add to it, and right. it'll be a cosplayer's dream where it's like we got to yeah, keep keeps, up. He keeps we changing. To, and he, he keeps, keeps adding. Changing and keeps changing, everyone's yeah. like, we got to keep up. Yeah. He he's not actually the Mandalorian. Right. What if he's just a Mandalorian, but not the Mandalorian? I brought that up, too. I was like, what if this is just a background guy? Yeah. It'd be great if they are just like, <laughs> right. you, come here. Let's get a picture of you. Yeah. We're going to show you first. Why? Because we're just going to show you. Yeah, the okay, real yeah. the real picture is, is no one's going to, is Boba. No I'm going to laugh at like one of the guys from England go, that's my armor. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I find interesting, though? I like the idea that this is all mixed, but it was funny because some of the guys in the Mercs boards were like, oh, here we go. The CRLs are going to get screwed up again because it was kind of like, you know, Stormtrooper armor and Mando armor. We've said that wouldn't happen. Well, guess what? Disney just went <laughs> and did it anyway. Yeah. So are you guys excited about this show, The Mandalorian? Now Now that we're getting some information, it's finally coming out. Mm-hmm. It's finally something we want. Are you excited about it? Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you for this uh, listening to our episode here of Nerd Talks About Costumes. We now return to our noble talk about actual shows. <laughs> okay, Bob, to answer your question? Yes. No. No, what? really? What? This didn't do anything for you to get you excited about it at all? Nope. Okay. Not even like the, the potentiality of what Favreau said about what it's about. Not really. Okay. I'm not excited about it yet. I need to see more than just a still picture. Okay. Fair trailer. Got what do you it. think, Eric? Does this make you more excited? I mean, I got to agree with Gary. It's it's hard to say what it's going to be, but I, I think I'm more excited than he is only because I'm more about the Favreau side of things. Yeah. I have faith in him. as a, There's a couple creators out there who I really like. He's one of them. I right. think he has a, he's a person who's kind of a visionary. Huge potential, I think, yeah. here. And uh, uh, I think Disney bringing him in to do it was a smart move. So I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing where he goes. I, awesome. I, I'm excited about that part, but I'm not from what I've seen so far. Oh yeah, I need to see I need to see some footage and see how because this is the problem. Is it going to be a? I mean, granted, now there are very cinematic TV shows, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, stuff like that. So I think right. this being cinematic is it's going to be right up there. But I picture in my head other TV shows we've seen that don't reach that level of movie quality, right? And that. Obviously, with the budget this is going to have, they'll make it. But I got to see it first before I, I get okay. into that little bit of worry. So, Austin, what do you think? I'm excited, but I'm also very much like these two, nervous about the... I didn't say I was nervous. I just said I wasn't excited. Well, you, you are, were also, you are you were... terrified. <laughs> you said you were nervous about... <laughs> you said you were nervous about the... Like, the... It, the humanity of the whole thing, you know, it just, it just <laughs> oh, it's bothering me. Oh, it's bothering hum- me bad. Oh, the humanity. Okay, all right, jeez. Everybody. I need to go inside. I'm all worked up. I'm going to go in my corner and just rock back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. So, Austin, Face first. you're kind of skeptical. I'm skeptical. I want to see how it plays. Again, I don't see trailers, so I don't know how the footage looks. I don't see many issues with it. I'm just hoping for the best. I so give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll tell you why I'm all in. 
Because it's John Favreau twi- tweeting this stuff. Absolutely. If you're gonna leak, me. and you're gonna leak from somebody, Disney's smart enough to leak from John Favreau. I'm like, all right, you got me. I'm, I'm in because like so no. far, everything John Favreau's touches, he's got the Midas touch. It it turns it, into gold. It, I'm sorry, it just the, does. The best move he did is he put me in as a director. <laughs> I yeah, Dave Filoni is directing several episodes of this this particular show. And we'll talk about the directors next time. I thought we could save that for another show. They did announce who some of the directors are for some of the episodes. And quite honestly, when you look at the directors who's who, you're like, wow. Like, these could be movie who-who's yeah, instead of just directors. I can't believe they got Ben Affleck, Tim Burton, <laughs> and uh, Rod Serling. Rod Serling is back. <laughs> I know. From and Howard Schultz. Schultz. No, it's Keel. It's Dor- uh, P- Peel. Uh, oh, Jordan Keen Peel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keen It's Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel and... What's his name? I can't think of his first name. I can't Keen. think of it. Anyway. Something Keel. And, uh, yeah. And they got Howard Shore to do the music, so that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Special effects by Amiga. Amiga? <laughs> <laughs> and Hanna-Barbera. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I think that's where we're going to wrap up this story for this time around. We're going to have a break here, and we're going to be just back in just a moment to review a few Star Wars fan films. So we'll be back in just a moment. We'll be right back after we navigate through this promotional tunnel. face it, she's a lot. I can't eat anything here. <laughs> because she's provocative. Because she's magnetic. Because there's always something. There's nobody good here. <laughs> you give her the sun, the moon, and the stars. But for now, give her something to distract her. Cartier presents the diamond-encrusted fidget spinner. 14-karat gold embedded with princess-cut diamonds designed to calm her because she, quote, has anxiety. You do you and her do that. I'm balancing it. She's vivacious. She's feisty. She told you she's thinking of opening a restaurant. And you're like... I guess. Give her something to focus on, because let's face it, she's been reading the Goldfinch for two years. She litters. She has to take cabs because her Uber rating is so low. When she's around gay men, it's exactly how you think it would be. And you know she's a completely different person with her family. Hi, Daddy. Intriguing. Addictive, a way to pass the time. I'm talking about the fidget spinner. Hey, can we go? I'm really sick. Hey. Okay. Cartier fidget spinner. Because God, the sex is good. And remember, if you'd like to learn one of life's most valuable secrets, just send $20 to the announcer in care of this station. And by return mail, you'll receive your very own copy of the exciting one-and-a-half-page book entitled Why You Should Never Send Some Guy 20 Bucks Just Because He Asks You To Over the Radio. Don't be alarmed. It's only a laser sword fight. Don't be scared. It's only the Death Star destroying another world. 
relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. The galaxy explodes. The Rebels return. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Rebel attack squad ahead. New Imperial shuttle. You have to put it together. Batteries not included. Action figures each sold separately. After him. Excellent, Lord Vader. Death Star signaling. Bring up. Prepare to land. Landing gear down. Ramp engaged. This battle station better be ready or... Yes, my Emperor. New Imperial shuttle. Action figures sold separately. From Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience as we navigated through the promotional tunnel. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. We decided to watch not three, not even three or two, three, <laughs> what three. we decided to watch one three. Star Wars fan film. <laughs> Gary wanted to watch three. But it was 20 minutes long. But it was 20 minutes long. It was totally worth our time called The Last Padawan. Mm -hmm. At least I'm giving away my viewpoint on it before we even start. That's a little early. Thanks. I'm I'm here. I jump right into everything I do. So, you know, why not? That's what she said. And Gary's head. So we watched this this movie called The Last Padawan. And I got to admit, I mean, at least as far as like production value. Done well. It was done very well. I mean, the production value on this was pretty high. I was, now, I was not as highly high, impressed. Not as high as, say, uh, Maul. No. That we saw. Not even as high as uh, some of the Stormtrooper ones we saw with the, with the tons of yeah. visu- visual graphics. But certainly higher than some of the ones we've seen, which look like, you know, hey, that's <laughs> my backyard. Totes thrown on a field. That's my backyard. Let's <laughs> yeah. go in there. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, likes on this video is very high. It's got thirty-one thousand likes and two, only two thousand dislikes. 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 Yeah, so, so it's definitely a, a film that's being enjoyed by people. I'm I'm just looking at it from the costuming standpoint. I thought they did a great job with the Jedi costume. The Inquisitor could have been a little bit better. To me, it looked like a Civil War uniform with a cape added onto it. I, I, I might be wrong on that, but I, I was pitching like a, a Revolutionary War kind of uh, ship captain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, that's the thing. One of the things that they do with a lot of Star Wars fan films that sometimes rubs me the wrong way is they really take liberties with their Sith. It's like, yeah, we want every Sith to look different. I would, I'm going to come up with the new Sith look, and they always seem to change it up so much. It's like. Is there any consistency to the Sith side, especially if they're working for the Not Empire? Not really. 
So it's that's one of the things I've always wanted to see a bit done a bit better. Like it, the Sith have to be uniform somewhat. And, and if you're working for the Imperials, all you really need is uh, a patch, a, a slicker and a patch. Yeah, apparently. Although I did think it was interesting that they used the leather, the Han Solo leather brown coat. Yeah. In in for one of the yeah, he's Han Solo light. <laughs> he got you Carl Spicy Wiener. Uh, <laughs> Carl von Spicy Wiener. Yeah. You know. Well. So uh, there were there were some now the positives behind this too. I also thought was the choreography. Yeah. I mean, there was some In incredible. The fight? Oh, yeah, yes. I thought the lightsaber fight was well choreographed. I thought the pacing was actually really well put together. I was surprised. Well, pacing for the entire thing wasn't bad. I yeah. I was surprised that the twenty minutes went along as quick as it did. Yeah. And I thought the script was actually really well written as far as like when things were getting thrown in, you know. I've seen lightsaber fights that add add things in at really yeah. awkward, weird times and I didn't feel like that all that much this one. This I, time th- I think I can say straightforward about this one is it didn't fall into the trap of so many fan films, which is overstory. Right, trying to do way too much and yeah, way too dramatic. Trying to this take just a two-hour film and put it in twenty minutes. Yeah, this just told, or or to make it sound like I have the most epic backstory ever. Let me give you all the details. This just took a snippet. It didn't give. I, I liked that. Like the, the, uh, to give you an idea, this is about a padawan. This mm-hmm. whole show, mm-hmm. uh, the, the movie we saw, and he mentions his master. But unlike so many other fan films, where we would get flashbacks and see the master, right. and there'd be something about their relationship, and they put so much in. You never see that. This is really the story about a guy who's lost and on his own, a Padawan who never finished his training, right. and his master's gone. And they left it at that. And that's like the restraint that you don't see in a lot of fan films that I liked. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't need to have all the backstory, and you didn't need to take all the time to tell the back plot to it. Uh, we found it interesting. The reason we, we ran into this is we ran into the well, it's the trailer a, for a the second trailer for uh, the second, second version of this, which yeah. I'm kind of glad they're, they're, they're... I think they're <clears> trying <throat> to get funding and stuff for the second one. Yeah. yeah it sounds like they get like... They're doing a Patreon. Yeah, like a Patreon so. thing, and then they put out a fan, like a put and together crowdfunding. Trailer. So they're doing crowdfunding for we, Last Padawan 2. So. Right. No, we say this as if they're just crowdfunding now. This is the internet. This could have come out years ago. We could have. <laughs> I don't, in fact, when did this this movie came out? Hang on. Well, oh, the crowdfunding, no, no, this only came out in April. The well, first the, one. that was the crowdfunding. Did oh, the, fir- the, the okay. first one come out in April? First no. one came out in December of 2016. So this one is actually, we're watching an almost four-year-old film. Right. But it's oh, no, still two-year-old, really two-year-old, 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 two-year-old fan two-year-old. film. But the crowdfunding for the second one came out in April. Yeah, so, so it might not even be out yet. Right. So it's, that's that's the interesting part of it. So, I, I mean, as far as me wanting to see a second one, yeah, I actually do I, want to kind of see I, a second I, one I, now. I, I think that it. one's actually in the any process. If you go back to the tab, it says crowdfunding is over in the in the description. The film is coming. The film is coming. coming. Oh, cool. Something to look forward to. There we go. See, now we have So we'll have to look for Last Padawan at some point. Last Padawan 2. Electric Uh, Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'll admit, we were kind of MS3 TKing the whole thing the whole time because everything just demands that sometimes. But what did you guys think of of the Jedi having the long hair and kind of disheveled look to him? He felt like Qui-Gon. Did that work for, for you guys? Well, I get what they were going. See, at first, I thought, and spoiler alert, I gotta jump to the end. He has, we see he has a tail. Right. I thought, well, he's got a tail, but he doesn't have the shaved head, you know. And then I thought, how long has he been on his own? Right. He's still got the tail, but it's all grown over. So I thought that could be a nice touch. That right. He is disheveled because he doesn't have the the regiment to follow anymore. He's on his own. And so I thought, at first, I didn't like the long hair, and then. That touch at the end of him still having the tail, but the long hair, and it made me think, yeah, he's not maintaining all the things that they normally maintain. I kind of like that detail. I did, you know, 
it kind of made me wonder, like, what happened to Obi-Wan's hair? <laughs> like, he always had nice, stylized hair I all the time. I like, he, <laughs> he kept himself pretty say, clean, you know? I'm wondering if the Kenobi film came out, would we see... Don't you remember? The Jawas stole his uh, haircut. <laughs> stole his hair. Stole his haircut. And they stole his books. <laughs> and they stole his easel. He stole his pets. Was there anything in this movie that really struck you as kind of odd, you know, as we were watching it? Uh, some of the clothing of the of the three criminals. I was going to say that. The criminals you know, didn't quite... The see. one guy looked okay with the coat. Right. But then the one guy's wearing like a quarter zip, you know, fleece pullover. Which seemed very like medieval yeah. times-ish. And the third guy is wearing like a, a duster. striped... Well, a duster and then like a striped sweater underneath with that yeah. little patch. They're set for the three guys... I get what they were going for, the, I, the equipment and stuff, but it looked very, like like Gary was saying, hey, let's get that pallet up there with the forklift. And it, <laughs> was, it was kit bashed, you yeah. could tell, you know, total kit like, bashed. What they needed to do was maybe make a little bit more of like a cabin look, like they're back and forth and this is okay. an operation for them. I would have liked it better if there was a tent over, like they had an overhang that they'd set up, made it look like right. it was an actual camp, not just a bunch yeah. of boxes. In the right, place. right. Yeah. What I would have liked the best about it is if they didn't have the imperial markings on the boxes. And right. The, the, the patch on it. Just shirt. put some aura bash on that box or no, something. Yeah, just, you know, make them just like a bunch of scoundrels that are just hired yeah. to collect artifacts uh-huh. instead of making them imperial people, you know? My only other argument, too, was the box that they put the kyber crystals in. It sounds dumb, but it just looked so medieval, right? You know, give it a modern spin. Well, you know it, it looked like the kind of box that your average high schooler would have made in shop and, keeps, and keeps his pipe in, right. hidden in his bed, under his bed. <laughs> right. yeah. It's just, it's just kind of... It, it, and to make it less looking like a ammo box. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it, put a modern spin on it. That would have been my only take on it. But put a modern spin on it, but I'd have been cool with it. backpack behind it, the can. And I was going to say, the backpack <laughs> was clearly, like, a, a, a nice backpack that they kind of recolored or something to yeah. match his outfit. It was a lady's purse. I was just about to say, it looks like my wife's purse that she has, like, that backpack No, it looks style. more like Ruth's backpack thing she uses at work, just painted different colors. <laughs> so what I guess I'm saying, though, is we enjoyed this a lot, despite the fact that all these if little this was things, an average yeah. fan film, we'd be tearing apart, right. you know, some of the detailing. Yeah, there was the the guy had a Nokia phone calling <laughs> Star Captain Trek Kirk, communicator. Yeah, communicator. <laughs> you know, there was a number of the small details, but they were kind of like overshadowed or or hidden enough the, by the fact that you enjoyed following the the brief story they told. And and quite honestly, the action sequences the action were pretty se- good. Yeah, I mean, when we got to the end with the lightsaber fight, it's a it's a well done lightsaber fight. Yeah, I, I um, thought it was very the, well choreographed. Some of the the ship stuff. The graphics for the ships was very well done. I like done. that too. Yeah, when the big ship yeah. showed up and you're seeing it through the trees, that was an epic shot. And, and I the actually, TIE fighters when going they flew over, over with the trees, I, if we paused it, I'll bet you're seeing the TIE fighter overlapping some of the tree branches because it's very hard to rotoscope that. But yeah. I'll bet you it goes by so quick you don't notice. Right. And it worked. So right. whoever thought that shot up was like, yeah, this will be and fine. And they did remar- remarkably with the transmissions. They were always swipes because that's very yep. classic Star Wars swiping back and forth. Yeah. So. How'd you guys? What'd you guys think of the ending? And and so now, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched it, two year and a half years later, yeah, almost. Go, now. go ahead and watch it, and then pause. Okay, go watch it. <laughs> so now unpause. We're back. How about the idea of the that his chest went up and down at the end, and yeah. he, he may still be alive? I think he's. Oh, I think it's very much. Absolutely. Do you guys like that as a, as a, like a final? Yeah, because all he did piece. is uh, remove the, the uh, herniated uh, <laughs> appendix. My kidney, lower. Ah, uh, uh, my kidney. This is what we were doing in the film, by the way. <laughs> we so. were sitting there and doing this. 
All right, so overall, we'll do thumbs up, thumbs down. If you guys would see it or you wouldn't yeah. recommend it to somebody else, what do you think, Eric? Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Okay. I give it a thumbs up. Awesome. What do you think? Thumbs up, definitely. Gary, what do you think? Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> if you're, you're like only, a thumb sideways. If you're only giving right? him that option, he has to go thumbs up. <laughs> I'm actually a really high thumbs up on this. I, like, I really kind of liked it. I liked it. I really thought it was really I'm cool. I'm with Dan on this. It was actually really well put together. And yeah. Okay, you, you weren't really fair to us because either thumbs up or thumbs down. That's all it was. I would right. go three quarters of the way up. Okay. I get it. I get it. So, so for those who put it together, thank you. Yes. It was actually a good 20 minutes of my life. I didn't feel like it was, dude, where's my car again? <laughs> and uh, we actually enjoyed it. So uh, go has check I, it has out. Has anyone made, dude, where's my speeder? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Has no one done this? Why yet? are we not doing our own Star Wars fan films? Like, seriously, we could totally... And I'm like, not serious fan films. Like, we'd have to be doing parodies. Right. We would have to be almost Kevin be, Smithing it. It would be more it. like Ben the Desert. Does Just anybody have a comic book collection we can it. sell? You do Han and you do Luke. And they're, you know, they're like, dude... Kevin Smith, where are you? Help us out. We can make this happen. <laughs> We've got ideas. We just need money <laughs> and somebody to back us. Uh, uh, Stipulations will be Bob. It would be uh, okay. I'll help you make this movie, Bob. But Gary can't be a part of it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or you do one, right? Yeah. Entirely with sand people. No subtitle translation. And it's just called "Dude, Where's My Bantha?" <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time they're just like. Actually, we just call it. Okay, we're starting to lose it, folks. So with that, as we always like to say here in the Star Production Studios, may the Force be with those who listen to Shatterpoint and Jedi Killer Dillian. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You failed. For the last time. And look for the Galaxy Cast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.